Hi everyone, and welcome to Small Biz Gone Viral, an attempt via podcast to humanize the impact COVID-19 is having on small businesses through conversations with the humans that run them. I'm your host, Grant LeBeau, small business owner and guy suffering professionally through the pandemic and focusing those feelings into a podcast. On today's show, we are mixing things up with a literal rock star, Andy Suzuki, an entrepreneur in every sense of the word. Musician might not be the first occupation that comes to mind when you think of a quote-unquote small business, but they are their own product, which they market and sell just like any packaged good, something we will obviously delve deeper into on the show. Fun fact, like many good rock stars, Andy began his rise to musical fame through the world of acapella, fronting for Brown University's Jabberwocks, who definitely slide into at least my top, oh, 13 all-time favorite acapella groups. And not-so-fun fact, Andy is the first guest of the show to have had COVID-19. I say it every show, but I'll say it again. This situation genuinely sucks for all of us, but we're going to get through it together. A specific goal of the show is to take a snapshot, documenting the time-specific effects of COVID, and as a podcast series, to show the rapidly evolving situation on the ground in small business land, and the subsequent adjustments made. With that in mind, let's move on to the facts and figures from April 4th, 2020, aka 35 days after the first U.S. COVID death. There have now been 1.2 million total reported cases worldwide, up 100,000 from yesterday, with just over 67,000 total deaths. As we talked about last show, the U.S. has a disproportionately high percentage of the world's cases. With just over 4% of the world's population, the U.S. has over 13% of the world's COVID-19 cases, over 290,000 total cases, and 10,000 deaths. And although our numbers are atrocious and things are trending in a bad direction, the American COVID-related mortality rate so far pales in comparison to some European countries. The death rate per 100,000 is 0.44 in the U.S., which, although relatively high, is only a quarter of Spain's rate of 1.6, a leaderboard that no country wants to be on. Onto the ever-downward-spiraling economic stats. First-time unemployment filings reached 10 million in the past two weeks, setting the bad kind of records and wiping out years of jobs growth. Applying lessons learned from the Great Depression, the federal government is moving quickly to intervene and try to save the economy from total collapse by passing the Coronavirus Aid Relief and Economic Securities Act, aka the CARES Act. Recently released details of the package involve an increase in extension of unemployment benefits, including an extra $600 per week, beginning tomorrow, April 5th, and lasting through July 31st. The Pandemic Emergency Unemployment Compensation, aka PEUC, also provides an additional 13 weeks of benefits on top of the standard 26 weeks, setting the new cap at 39 weeks, essentially saying the government thinks this is going to last a long time. The race is now on to begin administering those benefits. This will be difficult because state unemployment offices will be trying to simultaneously deal with record-smashing amounts of new filers while also implementing these huge rule changes. And just in case anyone actually still cares, the Dow Jones finished the day at 21,413, down 27% from its all-time high of 29,500 seven weeks ago. And what surprises me is that with a gigantic public health risk with no end in sight, unemployment numbers soaring, and a 
yet-to-be-realized government response, the Dow Jones is stabilized. We will continue to watch and see how Wall Street pretends to reflect the struggles of Main Street. Let's move on to the interview. My guest today is Andy Suzuki, singer, songwriter, my college roommate, rock star extraordinaire, and lead singer of Andy Suzuki and The Method. When you think of a small business, you probably don't think of a musician. But let's list some of the hats any entrepreneur wears. Sales, marketing, networking, event coordinator, social media guru, and customer service rep. Andy wears all of them and, of course, makes them look good. And the widget that Andy sells is his incredible music. As for being affected by COVID, Andy will share his story about his national tour being canceled, going home to New York City, and then, of course, finding out he had COVID-19 himself. I'm really excited because not only is Andy the most vocally talented person I know, but he's also one of the funniest people I know and guaranteed to spice things up. Andy, thanks for being here. Thanks, man. Thanks for that high praise. Yeah, a of, yeah. A lot of good singers in that house that year. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, honestly, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's an accolade just to be in the top three. <laughs> three of four. No, three of, what was it, six, maybe? It was, it, that was a big house, yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, you've, you've definitely come a long way since then. Uh, I mean, the first time I ever saw you singing was, I think, freshman year doing... Uh, acapella arch sings yeah man don't, and then, don't uh, remind me although that was super fun oh yeah come on that's like that's like the that's like being on the duke basketball team when you're <laughs> going to a, a, a literal a, a northeast liberal arts college yeah it's like it's like if you're like at nerd camp and like you're like the star nerd kind of yeah yeah that was you i mean front man of a of a top tier acapella group Ooh. Yeah, let me tell you. Gets me hot just thinking about it. <laughs> so after your sophomore year, you went solo? Is that right? You, you, you yeah, I, I kind Beach? of like, um, I what did the whole like Beyonce leaving Destiny's Child thing kind of. So I kind of, after sophomore year of doing that, um, I started like writing songs and, and working on that. And I figured, you know, let me, let me just kind of be, part-time with the with the acapella group and and start figuring out how to write songs and you know play shows and do all that it was very much a learning by doing process for me right and and i think someday beyonce is probably gonna gonna look back in her in her memoirs and and say that she pulled an andy suzuki (laughs) leaving the jabberwocks chances chances of that happening are literally (laughs) zero but just thinking about it is a hilarious prospect Right. <laughs> um, okay. So, so junior year, senior year of college, you start figuring out how, how to write songs, how to record songs kind of on your own, do, doing the, doing the, the downstairs, the mail room. In, I forget what that room was even called, but you know, shows of like 30, 40, 50 people, right? Yeah, I mean, I forgot, I forgot about that moment until now. Yeah. Doing, doing, um, 
sorry, I think literally one time in the mail room actually or something. I think we like played a bunch of random things, but but yeah, man, just figuring it out. I mean, it took me a while even after college to feel like, oh, okay. Um, I'm I've gotten to a point where this is like halfway decent stuff. I feel like anyone who creates anything, like there's you have your taste level and then you have your ability level at that point. And it just takes a while, at least it took me a while for my ability level to like get to my, what I thought was like uh, acceptable or like up to my taste level of like, oh, this is like actually, I think good. So I think like, you know, we can, we can fast forward in the sense that, you know, that didn't happen till well after college for sure. Like I was, you know, um, after we graduated, I was uh, just continuing to write songs and figure things out. And um, I should mention also Koza is, um, is somebody I met in college who I started writing the songs with and going on this kind of journey with. And um, yeah, the, we started this band, Andy Suzuki and the Method. And um, it's been a crazy ride since then. And I feel like, um, you know, I've achieved a lot of things that um, I think are really cool and just gathered some great life experiences. Um, I am not just going back through the college lens because we were roommates. I'm not where I thought I would be when I was like 22 years old thinking, Hey, where am I going to be six, seven, eight, nine years from now? Um, but, but like, you know, I look back on this whole thing as like, wow, what a cool journey I've been on. And I've been able to have some cool experiences along the way. Yeah. Th that's something that I can definitely relate to. I think that going out and starting your starting your own thing and and you're 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 the first musician who who I've had on the show and I think that when is what we're talking about kind of in the pre-show about how your your small business your entrepreneurial lifestyle is is it's outside of like kind of the normal vein of what people think of I think when they think of small businesses I think they usually think of like hey we sell a thing we have an office we have an online presence and, but really your, your entrepreneurial experience isn't that much different if you just, instead of it, if you replace like the, the consumer packaged good, there's something that the physical thing that you can hold with just your music, your brand, your, you know, you basically trying to, to, to expand your, your group of core followers and evangelists and, and, you know, spread the good word basically about, about your, your talents and instead of it being a hey this is a delicious baked good that my mom says is really good and my friends say is good and they're willing to buy it so maybe i should go to the farmer's market and try it out yours was hey i have a really good voice my mom says it's really good and my friends say it's good and they come to my shows so maybe i'm, I'm getting that positive feedback it's I, I have the the core foundation of building a business around instead of it being instead of uh, you know the baked good but just around your 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 beautiful angelic pipe i am the rickaroon i yeah. am the you know chocolate blonde yeah yeah but i Although but chocolate blonde is not appropriate what would, if i were a rickaroon what would my what would my name be oof we, maybe maybe let's marinate on that and like come yeah. to come to something um by the end of this. So let's just like passively marinate. Unless you have something now, I don't. Let me think. I mean, I'm half Japanese, half Jewish. So clearly that's part of the scene. Right. Um, right. Maybe like a, an, an unleavened rice flour <laughs> based. Oh, shit. I like that. I like <laughs>
yeah disgusting treat <laughs> like a dis <laughs> if you want a bad ricaroon uh you know make we got that the andy one. for you yeah go with go with what you guys are doing because i'm i'm down with that okay okay Shout out chocolate blonde but anyways yeah um so getting back to what what you said which i think is is really insightful about how you you might not be exactly where you thought you were going to be I think that I can I can definitely relate to that when you start things out and you're like, well, I have all of the the core components. I have I've been told I, that I I get positive feedback all the time about my my core offering, which in your case is just your voice. I know you've you've added to that repertoire, but you were a, a singer first. Yeah, sure. And sure. then and then just being in the music business and kind of knowing um, that you would be more more valuable to be to be more versatile to have to have more more um, you know <laughs> to add to your resume basically by yeah, yeah. your 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 uh, talents you can now you're now a, a, a guitarist and pianist right yeah yep yeah, yeah and I I remember when you were first starting on the guitar yeah oh my god I I mean to be honest one, and I know we're going to talk about this later but yeah one of the good things about um, you know, this period now, like I was super busy, like crazy busy, literally as this happened and I have time and I'm able to like work on some things, um, yeah. you know, Ooh. in a big way. Save it. Save I'll it. save it. Ooh, save it. We got to save it. We got to cut that. Uh, cut that. Good teaser. Good teaser. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just a yeah. foreshadow. Hey, 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 editing staff. Can we cut yeah. that? <laughs> no, we're leaving it in. Okay, cool. We're okay. We'll leave it in. Leave yeah, it. What? We don't know how to cut that yet. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Sorry. My, my people are just chiming in in my earpiece. Sure. Here. Sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. So th this is obviously the, the part of the show that, that we call the, the BC, the, the before COVID. Yeah. You want me to fill you in? On like... I want you to fill me in. Yeah. Let's go ahead and, and go from, I mean, you can, you can give me a little more or a little more background. Yeah. Um, ju just specifically about what you've done from a, to supplement your income as a musician. So you, sure. You're front man for Andy Suzuki and the method. You have a, 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 a good national following, but obviously being in New York and having that, that network there, and obviously you're doing most of your shows there. So you're, I think you, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you probably, your, your core following is probably in New York. Yeah. yeah. You, uh, you have done some touring all over. You've, you've had some, some bigger experiences for sure. Yeah. You played at South by. So kind of give me give me some of like your your peaks your your highs and then also give me some of your lows over the last like nine years not not and we'll, and we'll leave out sure. your last tour and we'll yep. do that separately. So yeah, I mean basically I've spent the last X number of years just trying to. My goal is just to like one to have fun, right? Because I feel like one thing that's a little bit different. The, the number one goal of that, sorry, one thing that sets me apart from maybe some other people you've interviewed is like every entrepreneur is by definition following a passion project, but like by creating, you know, art, like that is just a different thing maybe than creating a, a physical package or an app or something like that. I oh, think 100%. it's like, right. It's like, so my, my like day makes socks. They make socks. Yeah. Socks? Interview number one. Right. Yeah. And, and he, he was straight up like, oh, I, I do not have a passion for socks. It was just like, I saw a business right. opportunity. Yeah. You, on the other hand, though, 
yeah, totally different. And I, right. I see where you're going with this. Yeah, yeah, I just started doing this, and then it was like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, I, you know, like I make a CD, and then okay, cool. I want to do this. I want to learn to write better songs, and it kind of the business aspect of it kind of started coming is like, oh wait, I had some expenses. Oh, I'm supposed to like, oh, I can. I guess I can deduct those and I guess, okay, I should meet with this accountant to learn how to do that and keep track of my stuff. You know what I mean? So like mine has been, it wasn't like, oh, I'm making a business, obviously, right? It's like, oh, I'm right. starting a band and having fun and doing that. So my, my goal through this process has been to like have fun, work really hard, make something I'm proud of while just simultaneously, and this is where the business part comes, spreading my music to as many people as possible because the more people that hear it the more fun it is right um so uh yeah i mean we've there's been a you know uh, all kinds of hustling over the years that has led to just a few bullet points we opened a few things to, that like were amazing experiences i guess we opened for ringo star in front of ten thousand people that was like a really cool thing um we played a bunch of festivals we played south by southwest we played um, God, I wish I had my thing in front of me where I like wrote down what I've done. Uh, we played this, we got into this real cool community, these like, uh, called the rock boat, which is a music festival, um, on a cruise ship for four days. So we've gotten deep into that community and played that festival many times. Um, we've gone on national tours opening for some people who have literally like I've been fans of for years. And then like, I'm opening for them and hanging with them and traveling with them. Um, this guy, Mark Broussard and this guy, Tyrone Wells, um, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, yeah, man, we've had some, we've, um, <clears throat> got somewhere along the way, we had a big fan turned investor. So that's been amazing. Um, and, um, didn't you go to the, the middle East for, for something? Oh my God. Yeah, man. I should really like bring up my one sheet because I like, how, yeah, we went on a, I mean, God, I've been doing this for too long. We, we, uh, went on, um, uh, we went to Brunei, which is in Southeast Asia, in like right by Malaysia. And it's a strict Muslim country, fairly strict Muslim country. Um, it was a little less strict back then, but it, like they did not have any um, public, like concerts were not a thing. Like there's, it's a really small country. There's no real music industry, but like they don't even really have public concerts necessarily. And so we went there and it was a through some loophole and it was a big deal because we were the first international artist to do like a public show there in 10 years. So it got to be this crazy huge thing in the wild experience where- and, and, how, and how did that happen? Oh man, it was just like, that was the beginning of when Instagram started like kind of popping off. So it was basically like different people started just posting about us at, at our shows and our shows started so small because no one who knew who we were. And then various, I think it really started this way, various members of the Bruneian royal family, like kind of what, I don't know, people were calling like lower princes and princesses, not like direct okay, to the throne, yeah. would start coming and they had some clout and would post about us and then like kind of work their way up the food chain. And we actually like ended up like meeting some, like, you know, we, we went to some places there and it was crazy, man. I forgot about that. I, in this moment, let me, let me, but anyways, so we've, we've done some, we've done some cool things for sure. Um, and, uh, we were just, I mean, can I talk about what we were just doing? Like when it happened or is that too soon? No, no. I mean, I think that, I think that's a, that's a good background. Oh, I guess that I have more actually though, the other side. You were right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, 
sorry, thinking about that Brunei experience just gets me jazzed. That was so hilarious. They, we were on like, it, this is how small of a country it is. We were, we, my band, and this was like a long time ago, were on the cover of the biggest newspaper um, in Brunei, like three days in a row or something. <laughs> like that's how crazy it was. Also, that's how small of a country it is. Like, it's just a different scene. There's not really a music scene. But um, shout out to Brunei, man. That was one of the coolest experiences of my life. And I still, like, you know, um, see some of those guys on Instagram and these girls I met. And I'm just, like, delighted by all those humans. Um, but the other side of what I do, right? So it's a combination of hustling and trying to, trying to make money where I can. Like, hey, cool. I got a cool, you know, uh, show opportunity in the Midwest. Let's go there and play that show and link it with something else and that kind of stuff or just songwriting and recording and practicing and social media, all the things. Um, and to supplement that, you know, all slash most um, musicians, you'd be surprised. Even some musicians who are part of some pretty heavy bands have other sources of income um, bands way heavier than mine outside uh, the music industry. Out, so some of them, the more established, the more it is inside music. Like it's some other thing. They but but a lot of my friends who are in bands are like actually are property owners and like landlords, you know, and like rent out places and right. Um, that's the thing that a lot of musicians do because you only tour so much of the year. Um, but anyways, so I um, do ACT SAT tutoring part time. So I have that um, other source of income. Right. Um, that, well, you're, you're uh, an, an, an econ major from Brown. So yeah, man. So I figured got to carry some, like, some cloud in, in New York City, right? Yes, yes. Among which is parents. Like the, the mecca of ACT, SAT tutoring. I mean, the Upper East Side of New York City is like, it's crazy. You know, it's a crazy scene. And I've been doing that for a long time as well. So yeah, man, that's kind of what I've been spending the past X number of years doing before COVID kind of just hustling on, you know, uh, music stuff, quote unquote, which encapsulates everything, all the things that, right. you know, the music version of all the things that entrepreneurs do. do. And uh, also while uh, simultaneously having a, um, another job, basically. Yeah. And, and those two jobs are, are, you don't leave that job behind when you're in New York. I think you, you were telling me that on this on this last tour and and now we can kind of segue into this sure. the, the last tour which i think was uh certainly one of the most successful i don't know exactly how to phrase it but certainly like indicative of your your being on the rise being you know touring with uh, yeah the biggest biggest thing i've ever done by far the biggest okay, cool. kind of like most relevant tour the most yeah i've ever done i was on that in the middle of in the middle of when this hit so you were on tour with Andy, what was his name? Yes, his name is Alan Stone. Alan he's, Stone. Like, yep. he's like a soul pop um, singer, R&B, um, kind of one of those guys, this amazing voice, like, I, uh, you know, his voice is like kissed by God, kind of. And so he was the headliner and he, he was, he's been a friend for a while from the band through Koza, especially. Um, and so we were on tour opening for him over two months, uh, 34 shows, like across the whole country, both hitting both, you know, Washington's, you know, Portland, Maine, all the way down to right. San Diego, and, et cetera. And, yeah. We were super excited to see you. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, I was pretty bummed when that got, when that got canceled. And yeah, I guess just to, to, um, kind of th throw some numbers out there. I know you were coming to a place that, that 
is one of our bigger uh, venues. It's where I went and saw Cold War Kids. Uh, cool. Seen some other like decent sized bands there, or, or bands with, with good good followings there. Um, the the North Park Observatory, and I went to go buy tickets like a few days after it had been released, and you were already sold out. Yeah, man. I mean, this has you know. I wish it had more to do with me. It just has to do with Alan. The man has been. The man is super talented and has been hustling for a long time. And um, Yemen yeah, has developed the fan base where if he announces a show, even at a several thousand person venue, it's going to be sold out. And kind of the whole reason, you know, one of the big things, one of the big prizes for a band our size is opening for a way more legit band because you just right. kind of, you know, you kind of poach their fans, basically. It's how I've gotten yeah. many of my yeah. fans. Um, it's just such great exposure. And um, yeah, this was like a big, this is like a big, thing for the coolest biggest thing um andy suzuki and the method has ever done for sure and and even on this this show on, on this tour you were telling me that you would be like mid sat tutoring <sighs> session and it'd be like eight minutes before you're supposed to go out and you're like okay so we just got to wrap up this last thing about yeah. the uh, pythagorean theorem or, or or the quadratic formula or whatever it is you, you kids are studying these days yeah, I mean, so basically, you know, got to continue to have that source of income for sure. And I was wondering, you know, I've never done a tour that long or that big. And I was wondering if it would, you know, so many things, but one of the big things I had to make sure I did was when could I schedule tutoring sessions? Was the venue Wi-Fi going to be good? You know, these are big, real venues, so the Wi-Fi is going to be good. But you know, sound, you know, etc. So yeah, man, it was like crazy. I would be on the phone, wrapping uh, on Zoom, wrapping up an ACT session from my van. Zoom, from, f- future sponsor of the show, by the way. Yeah, let's go, let's go. <laughs> um, like wrapping up a session from my van, being like, cool. I'm about to hit the stage in front of two thousand people in literally 15 minutes and like I didn't have time to warm up I didn't have time you know I would go from sound check to the to the ACT lesson to the stage you know it like relay and yeah it was it would be it was a lot it was a lot um but um you know I love it cuz you know like the 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 classic like the, the the what what people who are outside the industry probably think of as like the backstage experience yeah is like rolling stones like yeah sex drugs and rock and roll you know people just like partying so hard and then like pausing the party to go do the show and then like right. resuming party and instead you're back there like all right one more time johnny let's go yeah ahead and, uh, for the love of god johnny it's yeah. a singular verb okay <laughs> jesus i know it ends in an s but it's a singular fucking verb oh so good yeah but yeah man so that that's uh that's kind of uh maybe what makes me um different than some of the other people you've interviewed is you know my my i never started making music in order to make money right and then there's a spectrum in terms of people started their company or people became entrepreneurs some of them were like hey i want to really want to make money and some were like hey i'm really passionate about this cool i'm also want to make some money but like for me, it was never like, hey, I want to do this because I want to make money. It was like, so that's why this SAT, ACT situation has, um, you know, been crucial as well. Right. Yeah. You started 
you were like the the bootstrapping entrepreneur, and I'm sure that's probably the the, the much much more common path in the music world. Uh, most people aren't really like, have a bunch of raw talent and then go out and and raise a bunch of money to you know <laughs> like yeah like with some like inflated tech Silicon Valley like valuation <laughs> of your brand. No, you like right. most musicians are starting out doing kind of the the friends and family and. Uh, Oh man, I, have you seen the movie Yes Man? Is that with um Jim Carrey? Yes, I have not. I okay, not, I... okay, it's uh. So I watched it. A, I, I watched it our senior year. Okay. Uh, B, they're definitely Yes Man is definitely going to be a sponsor of the show. Uh, okay, let's go. Yeah, movie that came out thirteen years yeah. ago. <laughs> I do movies sponsor podcast i don't <laughs> do movies that like haven't even been like, put on tv in the last decade sponsor shows no uh so there's this so jim carrey basically has to start saying yes to everything so he's dating zoe De deschanel nice and he goes to one of her shows and she's in this like super artsy like just kind of weird uh they do like some some uh this band and she's playing and and she she comes out and there's like a you know fog whatever and then she yeah. goes thank you hello rodrigo steven john vinnie and bob like to her six core fans who are there and oh, it's like, the yeah. room's like dead empty and she's like like just quickly lists them off and i was gonna <laughs> i was gonna put that in but i'm, I'm not sure about the copyright whatever uh on that but i like that's what i imagine basically like when you first start and especially if you're going to play somewhere you know your your first little road shows your your first tours you yeah know, it's like you're you're really relying on those friends right yeah you i mean yeah i mean to be honest like it 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 became amazing and it i mean in certain markets i'm still there but like the goal is to be playing and you don't know anybody in the crowd. Right. 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 That's the yeah. goal. Like, yeah. you know, at first it's just like friends come and, you know, um, but like the goal is for like, you know, people you don't know to be out there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is something that I can 100% relate with because I can yeah. still remember being at the La Jolla farmer's market in 2013 and selling to the, to our first customer ever. And we wanted to like give this woman a hug. I wanted to take pictures with her. And she was just like, hey, I, I listen, I like this product. Can I just give you $5 and take two of these little cookie things and be on my way, please? Yeah. Like she like, yeah. just did not get why it yeah. was so special that someone yeah, who, who isn't your friend, who isn't your family, who isn't really, you know, in some way related to you and, and kind of has like a, an extra reason to be supportive of you. Someone who's just a fan of you and the content that and the quality that you're putting out on an island you know not related to you as a person at all just hey i love your music so that, yeah. that, that's got to be cool as you have you as you've like grown that following yeah. so and and that tour that you were on with alan stone huge opportunity right so yeah, amazing yeah and and like you said that that's like the the peak of of what you have done of what you have accomplished so far is that tour you said 34 cities yeah, 34 cities, two months. Um, most of the venues were, you know, in the 2000 capacity range. So for me, these are big venues um, and most of them are sold out or close, very close to sold out. Um, yeah, a ton of them are sold out because I was looking to come to, to I was I was looking I was going to use you as an excuse to go visit friends in other cities 
and then cool. go see your shows. Nice. And like legit, like everything was sold out. If it was like a remotely metropolitan city, right? You know, it was it, like it was sold out. Yeah. Was, well, you know, I, you could have, you know, you you could just come. You know, if it was sold out, that doesn't necessarily dictate your involvement. Yeah, but like you were already hooking me up for free tickets in San Diego, and I oh, figured where, where, when you were okay. touring and like, I don't know. Chandler, Arizona. You probably had a bunch of friends there who had already hit you. Yeah, Ch- Ch- shout out Chandler. Shout out <laughs> yeah. AZ. Uh, AZ not in the house. Okay. <laughs> so, and you're also recently married as well. And recently I only married, I, yeah yeah to a to a, a wonderful young woman who yeah. uh, sadly we weren't able to get out to to that um, beautiful Hawaiian wedding, but the, the pictures look beautiful. Yo, it was great, man. I got married on October 24th and it was the one of the best, if not the best, I mean, best days of my life for yeah, sure. Like, of course. As, right? It's like really, it really is. Yeah. I mean, it's like, like rock boat. Yeah. And wedding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, man, I, I know amazing. what you mean. Yeah. It was amazing. Everyone's just so nice to you. Yep. Yep. It's like, what? I'm Why like, shit. Th- was I that nice to people on their wedding? I like after my wedding, I'm like, shit, I got to like be really nice to, it, I think I was, but like, I don't know if I was a whole different perspective, right? Yeah. Like you, you basically just want to like bow to the feet of the, of whoever's getting married. Yeah. Yeah, man, for sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you were, so when you started this tour, then you were only like three months into marriage. Uh, Maybe four. Yeah. Yeah, pretty new because right. like basically November, December. Yeah, like four, four basically. Okay, cool. So you're starting this this big nationwide tour, and when I say nationwide, I'm like very much nationwide, right? Like you're yeah. you're hitting all four corners of the all US. four corners. Yeah, yeah. So how many how many shows how many how many shows were you into the tour? Nineteen shows in. Okay, so you're so you're um, okay, so a little over halfway, and I would imagine also. Actually, well, we'll come back to that, but I want to talk about a little bit about like the financial aspect of of, of the sh- of the tour because I would imagine sure. that like thirty four shows is is it thirty four shows or is it thirty four cities like thirty four cities, aka shows, but two months. Meaning, like they were actually the first half of the tour was way generous with the pacing. By generous, I mean a lot of off days. Also, there was like a one of those rock cruises festivals was in was interspersed in the first half as well. So that was a four days where we went on this cruise as well. So, um, yes, I don't know okay. if that's your question. Yeah, 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 um, it does. And I, I got, Claire and I, my, my wife and I want to come on that, that rock boat trip so oh bad. God. Yeah, man. No, it, basically amazing. to see, to see you and to see Matt Nathanson. Would Yo, be the, yeah, man. Would, Matt would be the, is amazing. Would be the dream. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I saw him uh, on on the sail across the sun. It's the train cruise. Uh-huh. Um, train oh, right, because he opens for them. Yeah, yeah, right. And I saw. Um, I went to Matt's show, and obviously, he is the most hilarious human you've ever met. He's like, it's amazing. His show is amazing. Yeah, well, not to you, mention his you, songs are great. No, definitely. Well, I, I, actually, I would say that y- you two are very similar. A in that you two were literally literally the only two shows i went to in like consistently in college because <laughs> because when he was when we were in college he was still doing kind of like the 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 same like little college tour that i've seen you do a lot whereas like right. you're playing like you know in like literally their theater 
on stage, like almost like a glorified talent show. Mm, but yeah, but yeah. but the reason why I, I consider you two to be kind of cut from the same cloth is because your music is amazing, but your your state well not but and your stage presence is like this whole new level of hilarity where like you you leave the show like as as a as a listener kind of like glowing and and like with this like feel like this this high feeling wow man that but also like your your like your your abs are sore from laughing so hard because like, you, wow. feel like you just had such a good time dude so, that's what's up man that's man, what's no, up and i mean matt you know definitely like yeah matt is amazing yeah yeah uh <laughs> but let me, tell, let me tell let me let me let me tell you how let me tell you how like how it all started to unfold and yeah. by unfold i mean unravel basically you know we were Wait, on the, are, are we are, are we moving into the segment M mc mc Mid-COVID? is mc is mc yeah it, oh you all tell right, me no let's do it let's do it yeah hard pit here we go and cue it up we're an mc we're an there mc okay okay so basically we start this tour february 7th is the first show in austin texas and we start and we're just like having the gayest of old times and having a ball and like, you know, so, you know, we're kind of hearing whispers about this thing, but it's like not really a thing yet in the US around that time. And then by, you know, it starts to get a little more serious, but it's like, ah, whatever, we're starting to make like jokes about it kind of. Um, And then basically around March, around what, March, fifth or so is when it started to become a real thing and mm-hmm. we were like oh my god interesting like this is a real thing and then you know just like god we're in a van it was us and this other band this um, other amazing artist named sam henshaw who we've become homies with we were traveling together he's the other opener um and him and his crew you know it's just like things starting you know there's so much close contact with us and we meet people at the merch table and there's hugging and there's selfies and there's you know we're always you know you know hugging each other just all the musicians all the every us and the exact opposite of social distancing the exact opposite right like i'm not saying yeah so oh man so it just started being like oh you're about to like dap your friend or just give him a hug or whatever and then you like kind of have in the back of your mind like wait is this the right move right now like that would start happening and then we started getting sick in our in our um in our van our van was my band and sam and his band and you know um people just started kind of coming down with things and being like okay is this is this covid is wait you you mean tour bus right so our van was like a 15 passenger van. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. We did not have a bus. Alan had a bus. Um, did he? Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alan, Alan has a bus for sure. Um, so it's like literally like he's on a tour bus and you're behind it in like in a, a 15 passenger, 15 passenger like Ford Transit. Van. Okay. Yeah. Like jammed in like to the gills. Um, yeah. No, I saw the, the pictures of the, of the trunk. It looks like a, like a Tetris game gone wrong. Oh my God. Yes. Crazy. Crazy. Um, and so it was actually we found out it was i think it was march 12th like we started realizing like oh shit this the seattle show just got canceled okay that's not for another like two weeks but the seattle show, okay the san francisco show just got canceled and they started getting canceled right and, and seattle then, and san francisco like you may you could be writing those off because like oh well those are two of like the most uh infected cities so right. maybe maybe it'll just be like those will be the outliers and the rest of the shows will continue. Yeah. And um, 
and then like it's we get to memphis tennessee um it was i think march 12th we show up um we are now like everyone's kind of just walking on eggshells because you're like this thing's going to get canceled at some point and then right before the show alan's tour manager bear calls me and sam's tour manager um we have no budget for a tour manager so it's me <laughs> right uh, in, a man into, of many hats yes yeah too many fucking hats i mean that's why this was so exhausting it was amazing <laughs> but like i'm tutoring i'm tour managing i'm like it's i mean p.s the band that i you know my band helped out yeah. so much but like it's still just at the end of the day it's my thing so um but um calls in is like cool this is going to be the last show of the tour like the tour is canceled we're going to hope to reschedule at some point but like you know, I mean, sorry, they definitely will reschedule. It's just a question of when, like when will things like this be back to norm be normal. Um, and, um, yeah, Sam wasn't even there. Sam was feeling sick and went to the doctor and like to get a test. And you were feeling sick too at this point? I was feeling sick. So I like, um, was sick and I was like, I was feeling terrible to be honest. I was like a little relieved that the tour was despite this being the biggest opportunity of my life and like the coolest, most fun thing. Um, I was a little relieved because I literally was feeling so terrible. I was like, if the tour isn't canceled, I don't know how, like I can kind I can like perform for 30 minutes a night. And then I'm like useless the rest of the day, like sleeping done, like out. Right. So I'm like, I PS, I thought I had it. I was like, I think I have it. I don't know. I didn't get tested, but anyways, it was like such a, um, there's an expression in Japanese, um, I'm half Japanese, called ryuto dabi, which means... No, no, of, you, oh, you, you don't have to explain. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got it, right? You got yeah, it? Yeah, I totally got that. Head of a dragon, tail of a snake, meaning like, um, God, it just like seems, it's like this big thing that seems like it's going to be amazing, and then all of a sudden it's just like like a head of a dragon, and then it's like a tail of a snake. It's like not that much. The way this tour just petered out, and everyone was like, okay, so I guess that's it now and it's then over? like started booking flights for people it was just so sad we all got to be homies with alan's team alan's crew our squad everybody and then like okay i guess i'm gonna drive back to new york and anyways we just beeline the the two of us who are new york based beeline back to new york um and luckily i started feeling better but it turns out that a couple of people in our um van in my touring party uh, two people tested positive for Corona. I wasn't able to get a test. I went to urgent care right when I got back to New York and then just self quarantined for literally like, you know, more than two weeks. So I'm just having left my apartment basically. Um, yeah. So I definitely had it. And, um, you know, right, I feel great. I feel great now. I'm just happy now that people are kind of bummed now. I feel like the, the quarantine blues are setting in, but I'm just like, thank God I'm fucking healthy. I haven't been healthy since March 8th. And like, finally, I feel great again. So wow, yeah. yeah. So we're we're at April fourth now. <laughs> no, I probably felt great for like a, a week, maybe. Yeah, well, I mean, but it's still it's like a, a solid a a solid three weeks. And and you were yeah. saying like you probably couldn't have left the apartment e- even if you had wanted to. You were so sick. Yeah, man. I just was literally laid out, man. I was just laid out, like just trying to stay horizontal. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 That's brutal. So obviously when you, well, I, I don't know anything about the, the financial aspects of, sure. of, the, of how the music industry works like at all. I'm sure there yeah. are, like what I know is from that Macklemore song where he says, 
you know, you got 7% to split. And, <laughs> and he's like, I'd rather succeed as a starving artist than succeed at getting fucked. Yeah. Uh, so that's, <laughs> that's basically 97% of what I know about yeah. the, 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 the music industry, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Macklemore, huge sponsor of the show. Thanks yeah, so much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Macklemore and, and Yes Man, just the two, and potentially, <laughs> yes potentially Zoom. It's Zoom, yeah, uh, and then maybe uh, uh, the Brunei royalty. We're, we're still maybe. holding out on that one. Maybe, yeah. damn, I gotta hit those guys up. Yeah, definitely. I, <laughs> why, why wouldn't you? Yeah, why? Why, yeah. why aren't you currently quarantining in Brunei? I mean, we're not, man, we, we, I was in, every once in a while I'm in. Uh, t- well, sorry, I'm getting, I'm getting sidetracked, but yes, shout out to Brunei. I love, I love those guys. Yeah. So, talk to me a little bit about how, how a tour, like, is a tour a true money making? What I have heard is that, like, in the music industry, you generally make the majority of your money out on tour, either from the tour sort of fees itself or a lot of times like through merch merch yeah afterwards musicians i mean so it it depends like everything it depends um the 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 short answer is we have money making opportunities that you obviously jump on like as a musician um i call those money gigs and sometimes money gigs are fun amazing gigs also but sometimes money gigs are just money gigs and you just do them because it's like cool you need can you, you, need can you give me an example yeah so like a fun money gig would be like okay cool um the uh this fe- it's usually festivals it's usually festivals with like decent budgets and you can travel there fairly cheaply and like uh, make some money from it, and it's like a festival stage is always fun to play. You know, even if it's a small festival, it's like still a good vibe, and there's good hospitality, and you know, everyone's there to have a good time. Yeah, there's going to be an audience. Um, a a money gig that's a money gig is like cool. It's a corporate event of sorts, and it's like yeah, do I won't even put it on my tour calendar as doing it. You know what I mean? Like okay, that kind right. of stuff, right? So like so, Goldman yeah. Sachs wants to have a a little. A little gig. Sure. Shout out to Goldman Sachs, by the way. If you want to hire Andy Suzuki Method, please. Yeah. Um, oh, well, if, if you want an in with them, like, dude, I got you. They're a huge go. sponsor of the show. Let's go. Oh, I think they're hiring, hiring Macklemore this year, actually. So we're in trouble. But um, that, that's, there's that kind of gig that you take. And then there's the kind of gig that you take that you will break even or lose money on. But it's like, hey, I need to take this because it is an amazing opportunity. And, um, you know, I can't get into too many details, but Alan Stone, this was not a big moneymaker for me, this, this situation, you know, I'm, I'm first okay. of three, you know what I mean? Um, um, first of three openers. First, yeah. So we, we play for 30 minutes, Sam Henshaw plays for 30 minutes and then Alan plays for an hour and a half. Um, yeah. So there, there are just so many, you know, I could have gone lean in my touring, you know, and, and not brought, I, it was me plus three musicians primarily. Like I could have just done some more acoustic thing and it would have been super different, but it's like, this opportunity is too big. I need to get some people who travel with a band. So like, that means a lot of expenses, you know, hotel rooms, the van, gas, food. It's just like a lot of shit. So, so you're buying all of that. It depends. Every, every band does it differently. Um, but like I, the way Andy Suzuki method works is I hire 
my musicians like Andy Suzuki and the method is me um and whoever I'm playing with right and so Koza. I kind of play with this yeah I kind of like yeah Koza etc um I kind of play with the same people every time but like but I have a stable of three guitarists I you know try and hire from a couple different drummers a couple different etc so you know the way I do things is I hire these guys and um I pay them as much as I can that feels fair to every to both of us and then um you know part of the way i do it is i just like i'm like listen you won't have to pay for food if you're out with me um so you know i cover food um right you know so yeah man it just gets so expensive but it's like um a lot of people do buyouts i'm sorry not what are they called per diems where they pay their pay their the musicians they hire yeah they pay the musicians they hire a set amount plus hey every day here's your $15 or $20 per diem. I don't do it like right. that for whatever reason. $10 for breakfast, your $20 for exactly. lunch, your $30 exactly. for dinner. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, man. So it, it wasn't necessarily a money-making thing for me, but this is, if if this were about money-making for me, I would have been out a long time ago. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> spoiler alert. It's just, it's just uh, you know. Right. Um, but I, I found a nice balance with my two, the two things I do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, I'm so basically able to make it yeah. happen. Well, I mean that that's super important too. Is, Plus, is my investor, right? Shout out to my investor who just literally believes in us the most, and um, you know, Earth Angel Productions. Yeah, yeah. So, oh man, I, I could I, I, this conversation could go so many ways right now. <laughs> the well, the, let's the, go with what's your favorite Pokemon. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the the notion of an investor is something I think that is relatively foreign outside of the music industry. Is that like Hey, this is this is my uh, you know this is my 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 patron, right? My the person who wants to support your production, your contribution to the arts, or is it like, hey, I will here's a set of here's X amount of money, and I now own twenty percent of your brand. Yes, it's a com. It's somewhere in between. It's somewhere okay. in between. It's like um, um, it's. Yeah, it, this is a this is basically like a record label deal. It's I basically have signed a record label deal with an individual instead of an, a record label, um, who helps um, su- helps support um, the music I want to create, which costs money to put into right. the world, and um, in exchange for that, I give her a percentage of a variety of income streams. And um, yeah, but she, above all, she's you know, a, a friend and a fan and a homie and a family member at this point. Um, so it's like somewhere in between, hey, she just believes in what I do. And hey, I also write her checks every quarter. Right, right. Kind of like how I write you checks just to be my friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, well, actually, I would be remiss to not mention our one uh uh, financial exchange of, <laughs> of goods and services. Please, please right? do it. Please, you know exactly what I'm talking of about. Course. So, so our senior year, we are there's like a, a big room that that uh, there's like a, an upstairs and a downstairs, and we're kind of deciding like who is going to get the rooms. And and you basically immediately were like, I will take the small room, the smallest, like w- way smaller than, than than the other two like giant rooms. And by the way, those are like 
still twice as big of a room as I've ever had. Yeah. Then, yeah. Which yeah, is kind yeah, of like yeah. a, those were that's huge the way, rooms. That's just the way it is. Like in the Northeast, like Boston, Providence, like the houses are just like these old, uh, just giant Victorian homes where they're kind of like run down because they've like yeah. frat houses over and, the like, years the or whatever. the floors are not parallel to the ground. Like, <laughs> right. Like no floor. But, but the rooms are huge. And so you took like this tiny little room on the condition that you got this walk-in closet off the staircase that you turned into like a little music studio. Yeah, yeah. It was so cool. <laughs> and so uh, I being from San Diego and you, you being from New York uh, and you being a musician, I wanted to learn how to play piano and, and you, were, you, were, uh, <laughs> you, you were willing to trade breakfast burritos <laughs> in exchange for music lessons. Right. Yep. And, yeah, those, yeah. and when I say music lessons, I really mean <laughs> one song on the piano, which I think I might still be able to play. Oh, my it's literally God. like the like, you know, how people, you know, there's like a hotel lobby or like a, you know, a nice restaurant will have a piano. And sometimes people like go and sit down. And it's like, all right, like whatever your your 15 years of, of classical piano growing up as a kid, like this is your one chance to show it off. Sure. For me, I now get to go into that that, that situation. <laughs> And like fiddle around with like three notes in order to play Third Eye Blind's Jumper. Yes. <laughs> oh, so good. With and perfect I form, I might add. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to your lessons. Uh, <clears throat> love it. Man, that, that is uh, maybe, I wouldn't say one of, but I'm just going to say the highlight of my senior year. Let's go. That's why uh, yeah, I went to of, of college. I would say the reason why I went to college is, is, <laughs> is to learn Jumper and mission accomplished. In exchange for breakfast burritos that you would make that were delicious, by the way. And little fun fact, uh, Jim Carrey in Yes Man also learns how to play Jumper. So, boom, wow. full circle. Oh, shit. Let's go. Wow. Uh, okay. So... So this was so this was your biggest experience. So the the tour was like the w one of the the biggest um, indicators of your success. It was like everything was yeah. paying everything was paying off. A culmination, except, except for financially. Sure, but but uh, are there other ways that you are that you're measuring success? Can you see the uptick yeah, in, in Instagram followers sure. or web traffic? So we were getting about um, anywhere from 75 to 250 new Instagram followers a day from this, you know, for the 30 minute set, like, you know, we would get that, which is, that, is, is that per day or per show? Per show. Sorry. Per show. Okay. Per show. So we went from somewhere in the 7,000s to somewhere just below 10,000. Um, and that was freaking cool. Uh, Spotify plays went up a lot and um, we're not, you know, I mean, our, our, um, what's it? our, we have weak Spotify plays. Like they're just not something that we haven't cracked that code for whatever reason. Um, but our weird, Spotify, I have you on repeat on all yeah. my devices. <laughs> I guess it really is only you then. I'm not sure, <laughs> but we have, um, we went from uh, just the, our monthly listeners more than doubled. Um, wow. Know, so that was cool. And the songs that we played, you know, we have 30 minutes, we played five songs. Um, the songs that we played went up on our popularity list, you know, most popular songs on Spotify. Like mm -hmm. they climbed from where they were. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So yeah, man, that um, merch sales also, right? So like merch, that was big. Merch helps make it all happen. Musicians are basically t-shirt salesmen. Like Alan Stone brings, his, his band is five people total. He has seven crew. One of the crew is just literally merch. They set up a full pop-up shop every day with like three different sweatshirts, two jackets, six CDs, you know, four, four vinyls, like socks, everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we, we're t-shirt salesmen and they are, you know, uh, so, you know, um, merch was a big, merch numbers were up, were great. That was the, that was a saving yeah. grace. That and was awesome. margins are probably pretty good on that, right? Yeah, not bad at all, right? So I've been doing merch for a while and we have like, I've learned that with a lot of small items for musicians, that's good. They take up not a lot of space. So we have Andy Suzuki and the Method Chopsticks, which are a favorite item um, that are really small and cost about less than a dollar to make. Mm -hmm. And I was a clown because I haven't been part of a big tour like this consistently. Um, people just merch prices, they just make them so high. At first I had them at $5, but then I just like, wait, I should and like ha several shows in. I was like, anyone who's going to buy this, especially looking at other things at other prices, like they would buy it for 10. So I moved them up to $10. So, um, and did that affect, did that affect, uh, sales, the, no. the quantity? No, sales. it was just, no, like zero. <laughs> oh my God. So that, was, and that kids is what we call inelastic demand. <laughs> there we go. There we go. So yeah, man. Oh my God. Bring me back to econ 11. But, um, yeah. So, um, a bunch of small items. We had pins. We had, um, other small items. anyways, not that the small items matter that much, but yeah, merch was cool. This was just the best thing. And then it was over and it was done. And I was like sick as hell, probably with coronavirus. Um, and, um, yeah, now, now I'm feeling healthy again. Right. And so that, that definitely brings us up to date. And I, leading up to this interview, I was looking like playing around on your website and saw just the absolute, absolute saddest thing, which is <laughs> andysuzukimusic.com slash tour. And there are no upcoming tour dates. Yeah, none, none. We, yeah, man. So we are in talks, you know, Alan, um, you know, it's not, when you get to be Alan's level, there are so many people making decisions for you. Not, I'm sorry, so many people making decisions. Like if Alan Stone is like, I really want Andy Suzuki and the Method to open up for this next tour leg, like, that that is going to be very much considered and probably probably taken as gospel but like if his manager is like look alan we have this really we have to do this other manager a favor because of this thing and this we you know what i mean like so anyways mm -hmm. it seems likely that we'll be on the next part of the tour when it's rescheduled but it's like when will it be rescheduled like when will this be over um we have another whole half of the tour to do in some of the biggest markets um, San Diego. And, yeah. And, uh, so hoping for that, but like it really, you know, now I guess we can talk about what's happening now kind of, um, it's, you know, it's, uh, definitely a bummer to like go from traveling around the country with your friends and, you know, these people, these musicians, other musicians who like you have looked up to for years Alan Stone and Sam Henshaw, like, and becoming friends with your, someone you are like, you know, 
a fan of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like doing these shows and it's such a high and it's so fun and you feel like you're moving towards your goal and all these things. Um, And then to go from that to um, stuck in a one bedroom New York city apartment um, is just a bummer. You know what I mean? It's a big bummer. Um, But in terms of like making the most of it, it's like, I am definitely, you know, I've, I've, I've always been a, serviceable guitar player like you know more of a lead singer than guitar player like grant when you see us again you'll see like god when you see us in san diego fingers crossed i'm hoping it'll be like it's gonna happen for sure um you know it's like we're very much a rock band and i'm the lead singer of a rock band and that's the vibe that's kind of what it's evolved into um and um i don't really need to play as much guitar so like i can get away with being a pretty mediocre guitar player but like i'm really just working in working on like honing those skills and just like enjoying that process and digging into like expanding my toolkit so i'm doing that it's a lot of songwriting so like i have a mobile i have a home recording setup um and is that what you just showed me yes yeah so like i used it i use it but like i've never really used it to its full capacity so like just really i can you know i mentioned before our spotify numbers have always been weak like this is kind of i don't know how long music is going to be affected like even if we're back to okay within x number of months like will people be cool going into you know venues then like what's going to change right literally the most possible like like crowded densely populated yeah for long periods of time right arenas literal arenas yes right i mean that that's like hey do you want to go stand shoulder to shoulder with two thousand people jumping up and down breathing yeah coughing sweating easing sweating yeah Yeah, like (laughs) so many you know uh pg bodily fluids uh, yeah 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 exchanged so yeah man it's like when will that be back to normal for musicians and it's like no none of us know right and so um kind of what a lot of people are doing are you know instagram live and concert window and stage it and like just to like hopefully keep their and also to like spread joy and vibes right and just like giving people something to look forward to some of these you know live music fans are like you know the way i'm addicted to performing is like some people are addicted to like seeing live music right and um so yes people are monetizing that i haven't really done that yet um you know like you can vent like here's my venmo yeah yeah like you can tip me um you know i'm, I'm thinking about it but i haven't done that yet and um uh, but I'm just taking this opportunity to just improve as a musician and like as a singer um, and primarily guitar player. And also to just like, Hey, this is my chance, like to write a song that could change my life. Right. Like, and um, that's kind of what I'm working towards now. So Um, I feel like what, what you have, and by the way, we've obviously moved into the segment of the show, the, the third and final segment PC post covid right pc pc yeah we got we got bc mc and, and pc it's not really post covid it's more of just like okay now that we've gone over the initial yeah. damage and we've surveyed the scene now how do we move forward with that information right. and as we as we kind of make our best guess as to what the quote unquote new normal will be and what the 
next few months as we as we move through that that new normal into at some point hopefully a return to the old normal right so there's you know is it going to be it was just announced the other day that all of april we will be continuing these uh shelter in place guidelines yeah the the beaches here in san diego are closed the the (laughs) the biggest thing uh the most controversial uh, topic currently being discussed quite heatedly on on next door you know next door i don't know next door next door is like you register your address and then you can talk about like hyper local issues with, oh. uh, the, with community members cool shout out to next door big sponsor of the show yeah <laughs> uh and so anyway here in san diego the beaches are closed and you, it's literally illegal to surf right now and the and like the controversy there is just it's like so hilariously quintessential San Diego. Uh, wow. But I, 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 I digress. So going back to what you were saying on the, you have, uh, and I'm sure you probably go through this on a day to day, although I think that in general, you're like well adjusted and you, you have a, a good uh, uh, way of staying positive, good, like general positive frame of mind. But I, I know if it were me, I would probably some days you wake up and you have like the devil on your shoulder being like, life sucks. The, my, the best show of my life just got canceled. Yeah. This is the worst thing ever. But also as a musician and, and I feel like as a musician, you have a, almost like a, like a student or a teacher does, you have kind of these, these natural ebbs and flows and, and, and changes in your like, like month over month schedule in a way that is very different for me. Like for me, it's like mm. 365 days a year. How do I sell more recurrence? That's, all, that's right. all, like every day is the same, basically. It's kind of Groundhog yeah. Day. And yeah, obviously I'm like doing how that is uh, manifesting itself is different. But for the most part, it's like, you, I just need to sell, right? That, that's, yeah. all, that's all I'm trying to do. But for you, you can't just tour all the time and you can't right. just write songs all the time. Like right. there, there are these like natural season, like there's more of a seasonality to what Definitely. you're doing. And so although you had a two month block that can be rescheduled, uh, assuming at some point it's just, is it, it's a matter of, is that going to be in September or is that going to be in 2025? Right. You know, we'll, we'll kind of figure that out. But in the meantime, you you have the the glass half full of way of, of looking at it, and this is like the, the angel on your shoulder telling you, you when you wake up, like your whole day, you you have you still have. Oh, I'm sure your 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 ACT tutoring is probably like a little bit in disarray. Yeah, we we, we yeah we can we can chat about that too for okay. sure. But 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 yeah, let's let's come back to that. But you have like this kind of this golden opportunity where you're almost forced to hone your skills. Right. And you're, you're allowed and encouraged uh, societally to like to stay inside and you get to practice your craft. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Right. It, it's, it's, it's rad. It's a rad opportunity um, for that. And that is, uh, I'm, I'm pretty jazzed on that, man. I'm pretty jazzed on that. Like, I'm like, um, this is a chance for me to like, to be honest, uh, you know, this is the other part. This is the chance for me to be, um, become more the musician I want to be and more the songwriter I want to be and more of the home studio recorder, you know, producer. I'm not really a producer. Um, 
Like I don't really, I, I record my own stuff a little bit, but like bare minimum, but like I can really jump into that and get deeper and all that stuff. So um, it's a chance for me to improve my skill set. Um, and the, especially this is the double-edged sword, especially because ACT, SATs are getting canceled, you know, throughout the, the nation. Right. Right. So because of that, demand you know there's just less of a fire under students butts even students that need to um improve tutoring (laughs) yeah right and like the next crop of people typically this is when sophomores would hit me and i would get my next crop of like kind of earlier starting on the early end but in, in a good way um sophomores starting um but they're just waiting they're like what this life is too crazy right now like i'm not gonna start doing this process now so it, things are definitely down. So that's good in that I had time to, you know, work on what I truly want to do, right? The only, I mean, focus I, on the passion, right? Right, right. I actually really enjoy the tutoring part also. I wouldn't be able to do it for this long if I didn't. But, um, you know, the reason I do that is to also to, so I can, it's just a great part-time job for music. Um, so yeah, man, this is, this is a cool opportunity for me and I'm just looking to maximize it as much as possible. As far as the, the, just because we like to be quantitative when possible. Sure. Can you tell me, and, and this is, you can just give me a best guess here, or yeah. a general estimate about how the, how the ACT, SAT tutoring industry has been affected. Like, are you seeing, you know, normally you'd have uh, 10 new people for 10 new sophomores, the, the incoming crop. And right now it's like four, or is it like, you know, and, and then your current people are are they are they just cutting things off altogether, or are they just scaling it back? Just you know, yep. what 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 do we think we're at? Are we are we down fifty percent? Let 10%? me tell you exactly this this week. Um, this week last year, mm-hmm. I had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I had ten lessons. Um, I had ten lessons twenty nineteen. This week, um, 2020, I will have uh, four lessons. Wow. Okay. So it's so like a you know, small sample size, but yeah, more than half. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah. I have a few students who are doubling down and taking this time. You know, they're all in virtual school, which is like limited hours and less work for most of them. Yeah. You know, so like I have a couple students who are doubling down, like, hey, this is a time for me to double down. But otherwise, I have the majority of students are just like, getting used to that you know they just had a prolonged spring break because of this and then now schools school in quotes is starting up again so i'm just trying we're all trying to navigate it but i'm just hoping to get some a couple more hours in just for my my wallet yeah 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 um i i feel pretty good about our our conversation here about where what you have to kind of to, to, to work on so are, how, how, how are you feeling? You, feel, you feeling good about this? Do you mean, do I feel optimistic about, I feel kind of optimistic, man. I mean, in a selfish way, I feel like I'm scared for the world, but as far as me as a musician and what I want to get out of it, um, you know, I'm, I feel optimistic that the next three to three weeks, hopefully four weeks, five weeks, I don't know, right. will be instrumental in setting me up for, uh, you know, with great habits and great songs for the next portion of all this thing. Right. Right. 
Yeah, that's honestly like what I'm loving about doing these interviews is how I'm just like just gaining so much insight into what other people are doing, but and and like kind of getting a glimpse behind the curtain, the 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 facade that we kind of all put up at at like whatever your quintessential like or your prototypical like cocktail party where it's like oh i'm a musician and like everything's great like oh i'm a small business owner and like yeah yeah everything's good here yeah like, no man like <laughs> no sometimes things really suck right yeah but yeah. for you I, I i i am enthused and like just I, i'm i'm just well <laughs> i hate to sound overly san diegan i'm just so stoked for you bro <laughs> right uh <laughs> No, but that that you'll be able to use this opportunity and hopefully parlay it into have adding high quality content to your song repertoire. Yeah, uh, adding, uh, you know, raising your your level of skill, guitar, piano, yeah, yeah. whatever. I don't, I don't think your vocals. It, this one it's already at eleven. You know, no, going no, dude. No, it is. Me. It no, is. It's no, going. It's going. No, no it's nowhere going, to go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right yeah <laughs> um so if people if people on the if if, if my mom and all of our our tens of listeners and macklemore and and uh the cast of yes man um are out there um, <laughs> when when, when macklemore and my buddy matt nathanson and uh and the own and and zoom wants to wants to use you on on their next commercial perfect uh, by the way, did you happen to see that NPR article about Zoom and how like Zoom meetings have been getting hacked and yeah. people have been coming in and like like dropping n bombs and like drawing really? like drawing phallic sketches oh, so like they're getting the, hacked the by like meeting. teenagers, not like yeah. people with nefarious like intentions. Yeah, the one in the article was uh, someone was defending their PhD dissertation. Uh, or yeah, doing their thesis defense, and someone came in and just did exactly what I just said. Wow. Yeah. Damn. So anyway, Z Zoom. They're 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 working on some stuff, I guess. Yeah. Zoom. We're working on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I fuck with Zoom though. I love Zoom. Dude, they they went from uh, I saw a number that in like January they went from they went from ten million. Um, I'm not sure if this was individual users or uses to in march 200 million oh my god amazing yeah it's just crazy amazing. people are doing like zoom happy hours and yeah like man. zoom catch-ups we uh, we we played a game last night with some friends drawful oh yeah love drawful yeah we, and we use my my wife's uh uh like zoom business pro package whatever oh I'm over sick here uh that she gets through her work you know so there's no like 40 minute limit yeah yeah man with multiple people that's what's up yeah that's what i'm talking about um okay so people if, if people want to um after all of this and and um you know people are just sitting at home doing a whole lot of nothing not all of us have amazing jobs that we can just practice uh playing <laughs> piano for okay so <laughs> living the good life uh, what's what's the best way for people to to listen yeah. to your music? Um, to, to I would definitely you? look us up on Spotify, uh, Andy Suzuki and the Method for sure. And then I feel like Instagram is the social media that outlet that I use the most. So we are at and the Method, like Andy Suzuki and the Method. We're at and the Method. So at and the Method. Uh, a by at I mean like at sign. So like and the Method. 
period. Period. So if they were Comma. on Instagram, they'd go to if, if you're on Instagram, <laughs> If you're on Instagram and you can't find it, then you're a clown <laughs> and or we don't deserve to be found. So fuck it and fuck me and fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. Um, and and your your Instagram is also fantastic because I feel like you do such a good job of of like peeling back the veneer a little bit and showing like what's up in, in, in the world of, of, of successful musician, but musician who's still grinding their way through the, the music world. Right. Good word, man. Thank you, man. That's kind of what I'm, what I've been going for, at least on this tour, I was definitely going, trying to go for that for sure. Yeah. Well, I feel like you've been doing a good job of that for, for years. I mean, I, oh, I thanks, watch man. your stuff just cause it's like when you, when you were doing the Instagram uh, live at five, live at uh, five, man, I, we, then we changed that to Friday night live. So I did that one, one last night. So we'll do it every Friday. Uh, we go on usually 5 PM Eastern and that was fun last night to connect with some people that those numbers are up cause people are at home doing nothing. So those numbers are up for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'll have to, to catch that Friday, yeah. Friday, Friday night live. Yes. And, please. And, are we still doing 5 PM on those? Yeah. 5 PM Eastern. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Every day, five, five live and five. That, that's a bit much. That was too crazy. And it wasn't a good decision either, but it was, it was, <laughs> I mean, it was amazing. It was amazing. Um, it was an amazing experience and I loved it, but it was too difficult and not, not a smart business choice. Okay. Oh, I too mean, much demand. Thing. Too much demand. I mean, too there much supply. Sorry. Yeah, I was saying, and, and there isn't like too much of a financial downside to that. It, it's more just the the resources. It's either time or money. So for that, for you, is a, a big time resource, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I loved it uh, because I was able to request jumper like <laughs> seven days a week. <laughs> Nothing better. Um, and three hundred pianos. Amen. Which I assume well. three hundred pianos doesn't get as much play anymore, does it? Not, not so much, but there's there's uh you know, maybe it'll make its way onto one of these uh, Friday Night Lives. Oof. Well, I, I will stay tuned certainly, and I can I can promise you, uh, my my tens of followers are are definitely going to be diehard Andy Suzuki. Let's go. And by the way, t- tens is generous. That's that's <laughs> like assuming you know this thing really catches fire. Yeah, dude, I you're wanna, working on it. Yeah, set my sights high. Uh, all right, Andy Suzuki, thank you so much. Uh, this, this, this was fun as always. And uh, Brother, it was a pleasure. Thanks. W- Congrats on this, man. I, this was a super, super fun time, man. Yeah, no, I, I think it's, uh, it, it's fun and it, it's cathartic. And hopefully some people are able to, to, to listen in and be like, oh, yeah, it's, it's not just me who's, who's going through this. We're all, we're, yeah. all, we're all going through this together. And that's, you know, as long as we're doing the, the silver lining glass half full approach. I do think that that's kind of one thing that will come out of this. And I, I'm seeing it at least it, it's the, this feeling of like warmth and community that I get just when walking around is like, yeah, people cross the street to avoid me, but at least there's like some eye contact and maybe an extra like, Hey, how's it going? Yeah, and at least you're used to that. You know what I mean? Like just you personally, you know what I mean? People crossing the street. Yeah. To avoid me. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, nothing new here. I've nothing made no, I've made no adjustments. It's great. Uh, all right, Andy. Love you. Thank you. Love you too, brother. Thank you so much to Andy Suzuki for being on the show. If you want to hear his amazing music, go to andysuzukimusic.com or check out Andy Suzuki and the Method on Spotify. 
I also recommend going down a serious YouTube rabbit hole watching his music videos. Thank you to Peggy Bunker and the Bunkmates and their frontman Ryan Armistead, aka the guest of our last episode, for use of their song Geronimo. The ever-depressing unemployment and COVID stats come from the Department of Labor website dol.gov and worldometer.com. As I always will, I am ending today's show with one unsponsored small biz recommendation. Today's business that you should support, if you can, is a recommendation from my wife and sisters, Nika Yogaware. Their main goal is to design and create products that are made for movement, inspiring you to be your most positive and bold self. Obviously taken from their website. Family owned and operated, probably, I don't know, two miles up the road from my office. They treat everyone from staff to customers with the highest ethical and business standards in the biz while offering the highest quality activewear. So do some social distance shopping from your couch at MikaYogaWare.com or on Instagram at MikaYogaWare. No need to feel guilty because you're shopping small and helping the economy. Check out SmallBizGoneViral.com for all episodes and updates. That's biz with a Z. I would genuinely love to hear from you with your feedback, input, interview nominations, and suggestions for future shows. Seriously, send me some suggestions. You can always send an email to smallbizgoneviral at gmail.com. And just like with small businesses, if you like this podcast, please share it with friends. Someday, hopefully soonish, this will all be over. Until then, stay safe, socially distance, and remember to shop small and buy local. And now, to play us out, here's one of my favorite songs by Andy Suzuki and The Method, Lucy a.k.a. The Devil Song. Play us out. I didn't know it come to my home. There's something wrong that's living in my soul. I feel peace when I'm alone. Don't need a guide the road that I'm alone. Because the pain has taught me what I know. And that a name was written on my bones. I say grace to atone. I say grace to atone. Cause the devil, the devil, she holds me And the devil, the devil, she holds me Oh, the devil, she broke me when she stole me to the ground How could it be that night brings my wrongs The curse I bear, I take till it's gone Too many bears are on what I've sown I fear peace when alone There'll be a time when hurt I disown But for now this vice is my throne I cloud my eyes with lies to keep going And say grace to atone I say grace to atone Cause the devil, the devil, she holds me And the devil, the devil, she holds me Oh, the devil, the devil, she holds me And the devil, the devil, she holds me I know, I know that the struggle's so long I know, I know that the struggle's so long Cause you've been waiting for someone to save me And I've been praying for someone to let me go And I know you're stronger 
be true the crown.